0: Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast by Scrapbook.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. On today's episode, we welcome the amazing Heidi Swap. Heidi is a wife and mother to five children, and she's been in the industry for over 20 years. She's a wonderful friend to many of us here at Scrapbook.com and an inspiration to crafters all over the world. Heidi talks today about the importance of scrapbooking, journaling, and picture taking, and she shares some inspiring stories and examples of how scrapbooking and journaling has led to some meaningful bonding experiences with her children, and other loved ones. Hi Heidi, we are so excited to have you here on the podcast today. Well, this is fun. I'm excited that you guys have a podcast. It is fun. And I just have to say my little claim to fame with Heidi Swap. Whenever <laughs> I hear your name, I say, do you know that I got to scrapbook at her kitchen table like 20 years ago before she... has it been 20 years? It's been close. Oh your, your Chandler home and then your Mesa home. I got, I got oh to scrapbook in both of those. Oh, I know. And those were the good old days. Those were good. And I just have to say, I don't think I ever finished a page when I was at Your house because I would just watch you create and be in awe of the whole process. And you'd be like, I'm just going to rip this paper and I'm going to stitch this one. And then you'd pull out your journaling pen and I'd just watch your handwriting and be in awe. So I've been a big fan for a long time. Well, it is fun. It feels like when I come to scrap.com, it's just like coming home. So I love that you're here. It's so fun. So you actually host your own amazing podcast now called Light the Fight. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so most of, well, I don't, I don't know. Most
1: of my followers will know that, um, about four and a half years ago, we're recording this in January of 2020. And about four and a half years ago, we lost a son to suicide, which was, I mean, obviously I don't have to say it was devastating. It was, it was, it, it's hard. It's a, it's a horrible thing. And, um, I, I just realized there was so much I didn't know. And, um, for, for the two years after he passed away, I was just stunned at what had happened Mm -hmm. and just in shock. And at the same time I was working with the same therapist that Corey was seeing and he was working with our families. We were dealing with like PTSD and, just processing and grieving and all of this stuff. And I was learning so much and I would come home from my sessions and I would just write. Um, and then I would get talking to my friends and they would also be learning, you, you know, and I just realized there's a lot that we don't know that we can do better. Um, in normalizing depression, anxiety and talking about things that are super stigmatized and um learning how to be more connected parents mm-hmm. to our children i mean originally i thought it was going to be a a podcast about four parents who were having teenagers who were struggling with anxiety and depression and and suicide mm-hmm. that was really what i thought the podcast was it has really turned into how to better connect with people that you love how to strengthen your family relationships And um, so it's a, it's a real tender topic for me and um, I, I love participating in it. So it's myself and David Kozlowski, Mm -hmm. who is, was Corey's therapist and he is a licensed marriage and family therapist and um, specializes in working with troubled teens and he's like the teenage whisperer, really, because he's <laughs> yeah, just a, he really a, a teenager gift. himself. Um, no, he's not a teenager, but he has taught me so much. And so our podcast is really like this mom who, me, who is a freaker outer fundamentally that I I just have wanted to learn how to
0: how to really connect with my kids better. It has been life-changing for me. I have listened since the beginning and have loved it and have recommended it to so many of my friends because I think every parent, no matter how old your kids are, can can relate to it and for can sure. benefit from it. Be- Yeah. And the whole thing about connection, you've inspired me because that was the word I chose this year for my word of the year is to connect. So lots of ways that we can connect with different with ourselves, with others. Um, So maybe for selfish reasons, um, (laughs) could you share some ideas or ways in which we can connect with others through our storytelling and through our scrapbooking? Of course. Um,
1: That's probably my very favorite topic. Um I, you know, I've been a scrapbooker forever. And I have always loved photos and I have always loved being told the story. Like I can remember the little girl just um, you know, and I've I've shared this before. My grandfather was a loved photography, amateur photographer, and only processed his film in slides. Oh, which is a little girl, that's a real bummer, except yeah. for that they had, do you remember when you were little, they had those like slide viewers? Yes. Yes. I loved that toy. Like yes. I would go to my grandpa's house and I would just want to like look at the slides yeah. in the little viewer. And he used to curate slideshows. In fact, in the basement family room, he had like rigged up a hole that went through the wall and a screen that came down. Like how many people have screens that come down, right? Well, and back then too. <laughs> like, right. It yeah. was really cool. Because it was really important for him. And we would sit down in that family room and tell stories. Mm -hmm. So you'd put up the photo, and then there'd be laughter and storytelling. And I loved that. Um, I was the oldest granddaughter. And then it was just like babies, babies, babies. But that was how I connected to my aunts and uncles. Mm -hmm. That's how I connected to my grandma and grandpa. I loved hearing the stories about how my parents grew up. Yeah. I was fascinated. I mostly liked to hear the stories about me. Mhm
0: <laughs> who doesn't, right?
1: And um you know, if you talk about storytelling, you talk about connection. Um those two things just go hand in hand. That's a wonderful way to connect. It's those shared experiences or those stories are are true our true experiences together is is where we can c- connect. Um On the podcast, we often talk about, like, if you're struggling with with a child or you're struggling with anybody you're you're in a relationship with, or let's say that you just know somebody is struggling Mm -hmm. that you love, um, a wonderful recommendation is to just text them a picture of the two of you together doing something or some fun memory, something awesome that makes you laugh or that was silly or whatever, and, and help people remember those good times and the fun times, the things you did together. And there's just an immediate, immediate connection.
0: I love that. We, so I've got four kids from 12 to 18 and we were just on a road trip and they get grumpy, right? And they, or they get thinking, oh, we don't have this or I don't have that, you know, and they get negative. And so while we were captured in a car, you know, they couldn't move. I said, let's do our whole year in review. Cause I had my calendar kind of from last year and we went through kind of all the highlights and things that we'd done. And accomplishments that they'd had. And I think your key word there is they need to remember. We need to remember. Because I know, first of all, if I don't write it down, I will forget. Absolutely. It's like my mantra. Yeah. And I think (laughs) the scrapbooks too, with the photos, it brings you back to that place. And I love being able to open up family scrapbooks and show them, you know, for sure, the things that we did. And it it does. I just love the connection that it, it it can bring. You know, there's a story that I tell.
1: Uh, i that I've told several times um that's about my oldest son, and when we first got pregnant when we were first married um it actually it actually took us a long time to get pregnant i I had had a couple miscarriages i would had one miscarriage and um it it just took a long time for and so we were really ready we we're really ready we we're really excited and um I started a journal it was like I had made like a little teeny journal that I started writing in. And um I like doodled on the cover and I I like ha- just started writing about how I felt and I was really writing to the baby. Mm-hmm. I was wanting um to share like the things we were doing and then I had like my brothers and sisters write and it looked like notes to him mm-hmm. to the baby. I put like receipts and tags of things that I bought and talked about what, um what preparations we were making and like all the things that were going on. And then the baby came and I wrote his birth story, which was a little traumatic if I'm, (laughs) if I'm being (laughs) honest. And there were some things, um, with Colton specifically that were hard. Mm -hmm. Um, he was, he was born with a, he was born with one ear. And, um, so there were some things that we were trying to like figure out, like, and, um, as a new mom, I was, you know, whatever. So I was writing about it, but I was writing about how much I loved this baby even before I ever met him. And then when you meet that baby, like you just aren't even, sorry, you're not even prepared for how much you love them. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about that and i wrote i wrote in that journal for about 9 months two year after he was born and there's some photos in it not very many photos mm-hmm. but some photos um more receipts more little details about what we were doing and um i remember at one point i did spill diet coke on it and so like the last fourth <laughs> of the pages are not oh, and i think we did lose some some pages to the Diet Coke. But um, okay, so fast forward, I've got this little book. It gets stashed somewhere in my treasure troves and mm-hmm. scrapbooks. And um Colton is 13, grouchy, 13-year-old. And I didn't have all the skills that I have now <laughs> to deal with 13-year-olds, but um, like I said, the the podcast is 20 years too late. <laughs> it's really my podcast, yeah. So anyway, um, we were living in a rental house. The basement was a disaster of like half of our belongings because we're kind of waiting to move into a real, ha- like our house that we'd owned and we're kind of living out of boxes. And so it was just strewn over this unfinished basement. I remember saying this one day, like, okay, that's it. We are going to clean this basement. And Colton was just kind of my the, the one that was hard for me to motivate, hard for me to get rid of stuff. And um, I remember giving him the assignment to take a bunch of scrapbooks from cardboard boxes into into like plastic boxes, mm-hmm. bins, so that when the basement flooded, you know, that's ne- there's never an if yes. your basement's going to flood. It's when you were ready. Um, I wanted those to be ready. And, and so it was a pretty simple task. Whatever. I'd given everybody tasks and, you know, the other kids are whining saying, pretty soon the other kids are whining because Colton is sitting in the corner, not doing his job because he'd run across this book. Oh. And the complaints went on for about an hour and a half as he sat there and read through the book. Um, And I don't know if he read every page. I think that it was probably an hour or two later. And he came up. And he found me and I was up in his room, like trying to reorganize stuff, you know, working and, and he was holding the book and he's not an overly emotional individual, but he looked at me and with some tears in his eyes, he said, I didn't know how much you loved me. and. My immediate response was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I do everything for you. I cook for you. I pick up your clothes. Right. I, you know. Um, you think it's obvious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there there it was. it was. It was written and it was history and it was real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he couldn't deny that. And I'm here to tell you that there was a little turning point Aww. there. He started to say so thank you for me making a lunch and something happens when people know how much you love them yeah and it's you know we don't go through our, our regular day and we're like I just admire this right. and this about you or I love this and this about you like we can do on a scrapper page you know or something that we're writing and it would be great if we would sit down and Tell people how we feel pour out our heart like we would on a page, yes, <laughs> but it's almost better when they get to read it at a time that maybe they need it the most, yeah, you know um another story, just quick story about connecting through photos is that on the other end of the spectrum, um my mom is m- m- my mom is seventy. And for about the last five years, she has been dealing with what's called primary progressive aphasia. Mm. And it's, um, it's a disease that attacks the communication part of your brain. And we're at the place in this disease that she can't talk oh. and she can't really understand. So hard. She can't write and she actually can't read. Mm. Um, I don't know how much... She really understands. I don't know how much she remembers or knows. It is literally the most frustrating thing that I can even imagine. Oh, I'm sure. Um, And she also, like, is comfortable in her, like, clothes. She doesn't want new clothes. She doesn't want a new swimsuit. She doesn't want new shoes. And so it's hard to, like, come up with something to give her. Mm -hmm. But um, I can make her little scrapbooks full of photos. And every time we're together, I make sure that we take photos so that she knows that she's left, that yes. she knows she's part of the group, even though she's got this situation happening that's really, really hard. And um, she just turned 70, and I made her this album. And just watching her, you know, she looked through the album, she was recognizing people, she was remembering yeah, moments. You can see it. She knew. Yeah. And it was beautiful. So it connects with the unconnectable, you, you know, the uncommunicable scrapbooks, scrapbook pages, stories, the photos. Th- it connects where there's otherwise
0: not a chance. Yeah, that is so beautiful. But I think that's I mean that comes that's what scrapbooking comes down to. For you know, sure. The, the best benefit of it. We we love it. We love crafting. We love being creative, but when you can connect with someone else on that level through those photos or through those yeah. journaling moments or, or yeah. layouts it's it's incredible. For sure. I love that. So, do you have any suggestions for how we can maybe connect through through scrapbooking those were great examples any other tips that maybe are just easy things that people could do through their journaling or even the photo taking or just I mean just remembering I think to take the photo first of all because right. sometimes we and then it printing on, oh my and gosh printing I think is key <laughs>
1: yes you know I think that we overcomplicate everything I'm the queen of overcomplicating things and and if you look at my projects and you look at what I make I can imagine that I must probably intimidate people who aren't like super into it. You know, like maybe they want to be, but they're like, "Mm, I I don't have every tool. I don't have every, you know. And I mean, I have access to so much and so, and I like it's my job to just like be alluring. Oh sure, right? Yeah. But that does it. How how would you simplify at, at the end? So so here's an example. I was making samples at the creative show. That's why I'm down here. And I was going through photos, trying to find the perfect photos for the samples that are going to hang on the mm-hmm. walls. I'm going to sell this product, you know, and Connor, who's my 12 year old, super tender kid comes up and he's like, I didn't want to have to give these to you, but you can use these. And I was like, what is it? And he had this in his hand, this stack of just four by six photos. And I was like, what's this? And he's like, well, these are just my pictures of me. Oh. And at some point when people were going through photos, he must've just skimmed off the photos of him, his Mm -hmm. favorite photos of him that he'd found in the big stash that were meaningful to him. And he goes, you can use any of these, but you have to give them back.
0: Oh, that's (laughs) so sweet. And
1: I mean, You you guys know I'm a crier, so sorry. (laughs) But as I'm looking through these photos, I'm realizing this kid needs to feel this love, needs to, you know, and I thought, so really what I should be doing is taking this stack of photos, slapping them into an album that doesn't have to be with the most newest, freshest Mm -hmm. techniques. It just has to be an album that on every page says I love you no matter what you know like over and over
0: yeah I I think that's a good point that they don't even he probably doesn't even care that they're They're not not on a layout chronological yeah
1: they don't need to be they don't need to be cropped perfectly you know it does not have to be perfect And, and sometimes you know that's what we do like I try to sell this. We want people to watch videos. We want them to learn. We want them to try new things. And um, if that's going to hold you back from telling the stories, then forget it. Just get it on, just
0: get it on the paper. Just print the photos too because the kids can't, they don't ever scroll through it online, you know, but if they have them in hand that they can, they can just look through. And yeah, I think... I think printing it, it out means the world to them. Yeah, the, yeah. He yeah, also absolutely. had pictures of our dogs the puppy, and it was so cute. Oh, so <laughs>
1: sweet! I thought, I thought, isn't that interesting? We all, we all love to connect when times were simpler. Even sixth year sixth grades, graders want to so connect true, with when their lives when when were they rem- simpler. Yeah, when
0: they remember again. <laughs> Well, that is awesome. Tell us about the newest collection that is coming out that you have designed and maybe where you got inspired for this. I am so excited about this collection. Well, I just showed Stephanie right when we, so before we recorded.
1: Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about scrapbooking because it's changed. It's changing. Um, and here's the thing. like, I have a planner and I really love my memory planner. Mm-hmm. Like it is my number one memory keeping priority actually for myself because I can kind of keep up on it. It, I actually do it in my sitting in my bed Mm -hmm. Um, and it represents my daily life. And that's the key where it jogs my memory. So I love planning, right? Then I'm also a journaler Mm -hmm. and journaling is important to me. I don't always like to like go back and read on it, you know, like some things I don't, want to relive but some things i do and um my mom was an avid journaler and i have loved to read the nice things she wrote about me <laughs> <laughs> um she before she got really bad she transcribed all her journals and i think she probably dumped so <laughs> but anyway um journaling is different than scrapbooking it's different than planning mm-hmm. and um There's some things that happen and some things we need to express and write about that we don't have a photo for, but needs to be written down. Documented. Yep. And if we feel like all of our documenting is in the planner and there's not enough room to write it, or if we're only doing scrapbooking and there's no place to, to write this big story or or this experience, then what do you do? Does (laughs) it just get lost? Does it get forgotten? So I think that there's this important place of being a journaler. And then we also have scrapbooking, which is where I think that for me, the the photos lead the way mm-hmm. to help tell the story. And it's where I can be creative and have fun and um, use my supplies that I love and really connect with the story through my art. And mm-hmm. it's a form of expression for me. It's it's something that I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I got thinking about these three different styles of documenting. And I realized that I do all three of these things and there's certain aspects of my life that I scrapbook and there's aspects of my life that I journal and there's aspects of my life that I put my memory upon but it's not the same things, you know? And so I kind of realized there needed to be attention given to these three different styles. So what's coming out right now is it's kind of, I don't want to call it a system because that just seems so serious, but It's a new style of album and these little notebooks. So it's kind of like what actually what you said is exactly right. It's like a traveler's journal bumped up to like a eight by 10 almost. And then we've got these albums that this really cool binding system that that allows you to put these insert notebooks into the albums. And what's really cool is that you could take a scrapbook insert book journaling, maybe your Bible study or your scripture study, maybe journaling about what's going on, your memory planning all into one album. And you really have like a really different, more of a three dimensional, a complete
0: picture really of your life. Because I feel like I have three different, I have three or four different books going, you know, my right. my to-do list book and then my planner book. And then, you know, and it brings it all into one. Because actually all those things contribute to what we want. And that's to connect with our memories, to, yes. to bring it back. Oh, it is so beautiful. And it's the perfect size. And I love that they lay flat when yeah. you open them. And you can They're take it gorgeous. on the, you can take it with you on the road and not worry about it. It's
1: pretty hearty. Yeah, filling and or the,
0: even take one out at a time if you yeah, just want to stick yeah. one in your you know purse for the exactly. day or something. And the the paper is thick enough that like the pens
1: don't go through, and there's even some water you know you can watercolor on them, and you know it's pretty
0: a pretty heavy duty good good books. <laughs> oh, and beautiful papers. So this is called storyline chapters. chapters. Uh-huh. So this so just is, think
1: of each book like as a different chapter of your life or different you know chapter. Again. I love it. I can't wait to get my hands on So it's on got, that. yeah, it's got paper. It's got stickers. It's got wash. It's got all the beautiful the things, stuff. but I just want people to really honor these different aspects of telling their story.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. And then you have one
1: other called Art Walk. Art is, Walk. Tell which, us which is about so that. fun. It's totally different than anything I've ever done. In fact, um, we challenged one of the designers on my team to actually paint these backgrounds and, and then we scanned them in and they're beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. so fun. It's just loud and bold and bright and it's, it's really beautiful. I really love it. They're
0: so pretty, such, yeah, beautiful colors. And there's also
1: planners, memory planners in the art walk category. So, um, you know, that's
0: still a, a good choice for for documenting as well everyone is going to love them I know this oh I hope it's so so fun okay well there's some questions we always ask of all of our guests okay so what is your favorite go-to product at the moment you know that's really really
1: a, a hard question um my go-to well I love to make mini books so I'll say something stupid like chipboard. Mm-hmm. Like I love chipboard. I can never have enough chipboard. It's stupid. Right? What's your favorite thing to do? I love to just make albums. I love to use the cinch. So that's okay. forever. So making the books. Yes. Okay. I love to make the books, but I will say another new thing that's coming out is ink, stamping ink that allows you to mink. Oh. Mink ink. Mink ink. Yay. And it's, I'm
0: pretty excited about it. It's really fun. So so many fun things. I'm kind things. of obsessed with it right now. Yes. Okay, what is the most meaningful handmade gift that you have made for someone? <laughs> um
1: all of them. Every single handmade gift and here, here's the truth. I have made a lot of handmade gifts. I'm sure
0: <laughs> there's no um, better gift so because I don't, you put your heart and soul into it when you make something. I like don't that. know. Um You know, two of the most special
1: handmade gifts went out to my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And I just think I was really trying to win them over, really. Nothing (laughs) Um, wrong with that. (laughs) I had made my mother-in-law this big denim quilt. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even paper crafting, but um, it says, she loves Mary Englebright and it says, life is just a bowl of cherries in felt, like a hand cut, these felt letters, it's adorable. Anyway, she's still do you have a picture of that, still that we it. could Designs? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe so. Okay. <laughs> um, and then when my father-in-law turned 60, had this huge party. Was it fi- I can't remember how old it was. 60, 65. Anyway, um, and he had this big huge party in Grand Cayman and I and and I spent some time gathering tribute letters to him and I made my first gatefold spiral album, like seven gypsies style. Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: Um, and I remember having a friend help me bind it and it, it was just, it was just crazy cool and intricate and unique. And I loved it.
0: I sort of hated giving it away. <laughs> I have hated giving away every it's gift. <laughs> I've already told my parents and in-laws, anything that I've made like for you, like that, for their, back. yeah, I get it eventually so (laughs) just to be clear but that's neat and especially filled with all of the memories and sentiments from other people yeah that's something that he will cherish forever yeah what a great gift well thank you Heidi for speaking with us today I could speak with you for hours and hours and it's my pleasure it has been so fun so thank you for coming in and we wish you all the best we can't wait to see your new line in scrap at scrapbook.com Thank you for listening today. This was such a wonderful conversation with Heidi, and we're so thankful to her for opening up and sharing these stories with us. We've put links in the show notes to Heidi's Light the Fight podcast, to her new album system, and her Mink, Ink and other Heidi-created products. Those are all worth checking out. You can also go to www.scrapbook.com forward slash podcast for more information as well. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at Scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. Also, make sure to connect and get inspired by other crafters in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite podcast app and enjoy our other episodes. Happiness is Life Handmade.